Welcome back, radio entrepreneurs, listeners, and fans. I'm producer Nathan Gobes, filling in for Jeffrey Davis this morning. I'm very excited because I have a double co-host team with me. Uh, I have the one and only Peter Meyerson, retired attorney and author. Welcome, Peter. Uh, I'm so happy to be here, Nathan. It's good to be here. Thank you. And of course, we have Evan Macedo, Vice President of Finance and Operations at Sapers and Wallach. Welcome, Evan. Thank you, Nathan. It's a pleasure to be here as well. And I'm very excited for today's show. Yep. And since Evan is here, that means this is a FEI segment, Financial Executives International. Mm -hmm. Glad to have them as a partner of our show. And I want to introduce our next guest, Kasia Robinson of Cassia Partners. Welcome, Kasia. Thanks so much for having me. I feel so special having all you gentlemen at my disposal. <laughs> yep. Uh, as you can see by our uh, triple duplicate backgrounds here, the mics are on and uh, mm -hmm. happy to have you here. Why don't you start by telling our audience a little bit, a little bit about Cassia Partners, what it is you do. So um, what I do at, at Cassia, I'm a kind of a business strategist as well as a leadership uh, and business coach. And I work primarily with CEOs, founders, uh, top of the stack business owners of small businesses, however, on navigating hyper growth um, or sometimes hyper growth that may have stalled out. So I really help them get their mojo back, both as a leader uh, and as a business. Great. It sounds like it's some very important work that you do. Uh, you know, companies going through hyper growth, I'm sure there's a lot of stress that they're going through, challenges. Um, and speaking about challenges, what would you say are some of the top challenges you, that your clients are facing in today's economy? Well, the one thing that's great about small businesses is you are not the economy. We, that's a conversation I have with all of my clients. For the most part, their market share in anything is less than 5% even in a regional concentration. So as always, I say like, let somebody else have a bad year. This is your year to shine. So we don't focus too much on the economy other than knowing that it's an overall presence, right? What I think is the biggest challenge, and this is probably the biggest challenge anyone faces, is themselves. Most people are their own greatest enemy. We're also our own greatest asset. So a lot of the work that I do, especially in the back half of the programs I work with people on, is around getting out of your own way. So that's, I would say, if you were to look at number one thing, it comes on that coaching side and less on the strategy and consulting. Hmm. Do you find it hard to get people to move out of their own way? And how do you do that? Yeah, I, well, absolutely. Um, and, uh, and I would say the kind of person who signs up to work with me, to work with any kind of coach, already has a, a desire to be different. They want things to be different. That is the biggest thing. Often people will say, well, what do you do if somebody doesn't want to be different? I'd say, well, I'd say, do you want to be different or do you not want to be different? Because if you don't, I'm the wrong person for you. But assuming somebody actually has the intent to be different, the first thing we do is we do a lot of visioning and dreaming. You've got to have something to pull you forward in order for you to begin to let go. And especially delegation is a key thing. So if we work a lot on bringing the vision of what are you as a leader in order for you to be able to understand why it's important to delegate. And then there's a bunch of process things about how you actually build the skill, the baby steps to delegation. But the biggest focus is on what are you growing into? Even if you're selling your business, 
what is the next step? What's the vision for the other side? Because if you don't have that, you'll sabotage the process and you'll sabotage the growth as a leader. Delegation is a good segue into my uh, the question I was going to ask next, which is, you know, obviously it's the leader is important, but also the team around them is very important yeah. too. So uh, what do you find is, is you know, important about uh, for looking for good team members? So I believe in helping people play to their strengths. So uh, especially with smaller businesses, you're not, you know, Goldman Sachs, right? You're not going out and just recruiting hordes and hordes and hordes of employees. You're also usually not, unless you're running a franchise, you're usually not McDonald's um, recruiting a bunch of, you know, robots, essentially people who are going to perform the same function. So a lot of what I do with people is let's take a look at what you've got on hand. What are your assets in place? Who do you already have? And how do you play to their strengths? How do you actually build their ability as a team to self-regulate, to swap tasks, right? And to take you out of the day-to-day micromanagement. Then we look at, well, when you flexed up the team and it's got more adaptability, then what, what do you need to fill? And a lot of times what you need to fill is not actually a skills gap. You can go and hire somebody outside to do a skills function, which you're usually looking to fill is some sort of inner role. You need some more energy on the team. Maybe you need somebody who's more of a devil's advocate. You're losing sight of the skeptic, you know, the, the downside protection. And so there's a lot of ability to go in and say, what do we really need on this team? And again, can we maybe outsource the technical piece for a little longer when you're smaller and rebalance internally, like to have a devil's advocate hat, right? And you say, we don't need to hire a skeptic. We just need to have a skeptic in every meeting. Those are the types of things that I do to help people get the most out of their team before they start adding new team members in. Is there any market segment that you tend to, or business segment that you tend to uh, work more with? And if so, why? Well, I used to say B2B services, and then I started getting like B2C consumer products. So um, I I don't have a specific uh, industry, what I would say is I do specialize in co-founders and partnerships. So partnerships will tend to lead lead you towards uh, law firms and professional, anything that is set up in a structure where there's partners, um, professional services. But with co-founders, that's often, it can be franchise purchasers. Um, A lot of times you get a married couple then, really interesting, lots of dynamics. Or startups, most startups are now being asked at least, if not required, to come in with a co-founder. So that's what I would say the specialty area. It crops up across a lot of different industries. Hmm. Kasia, I I wanted to ask, earlier you were talking about, you know, outsourcing some of the services, having a skeptic in every room. Uh, And before this call, we were talking about, you know, making sure you have the right trusted advisors in your Mm -hmm. network. How are you making sure that you're bringing in the right sort of outsourced trusted advisors into your clients' practices and making sure your clients are utilizing them properly? Well, I think, I mean, and one of the great things Evan and I, um, you know, work together and and he's in my kind of circle of trusted advisors um, is that one of the things we really focus on and I focus on personally is getting to know people um, and to really build out like, are you a kindred spirit? Do you have the same attitude towards clients? Do you have the same attitude towards growth? Do you have the same attitude towards employees, right? And, and showing respect for the employees, even if they maybe are earlier in their career, don't have the same technical capacity. Do you have the same kind of attitude towards business and towards engaging with people in business that I do? 
Then we look at the technical skills. And sometimes, look, you need to know somebody who does tax law and you may not necessarily find a kindred spirit right away. Then I'm really looking for just someone who I, based on referrals from other people, centers of influence, I know has the great has great technical skills, but for the most part, I'm trying to get technical skills plus the kindred spirit element, then bringing in and making sure my job is to make sure that the business, the CEO is ready to engage. They have their ducks sufficiently in a row that you're not going to walk into something that's a complete mess or something where the state, the scope of work is expanding or you're expected to do work that's below your pay grade. So that's really a lot of it on my side is to bring the team up and then look at bringing them all together in the room and having that kind of just like you would with a team, how we want to work together. What do we do if things aren't going well and really lead and, and kind of put the, the owner in a place to lead the team? Um, not me. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we've touched on a bunch of different topics today, but I'm wondering, you know, if there are business owners that are, feel like they're struggling to attain the growth that, you know, they're looking for, maybe do you have any top tips either from, you know, stuff that we've already mentioned or something we haven't hit on yet? Well, I think the, the, the sort of one thing I always tell people is anytime you're stressed out, get a good night's sleep. It looks different in the morning. It really does. We've all had that experience. But when I work with people, the vision is important. You know, if you do you care more about your product or your market? Right? Do you care more about your employees and the way you structure your business or how big your company gets? That clarity of what you really want will allow you to basically map a route and to map multiple routes out. And I find that a lot of times when I get in with people, I'm like, well, what do you want? And they're like a $5 million business. And I'm like, okay, what, what does that mean? Right? $5 million revenue, profit. You want to make money at $5 million? You want to lose money at five? What do you want? And so there's a lot of this anchoring around like a number, or I want to be number one in X. And it's like, what does it mean to be number one? Is that even the category you're trying to be number one in? So a lot of what we do is work on the vision. That's going to be the biggest thing if you're stalled out on growth. It's not the market's fault. It's not, sometimes it's your, your, the, your team's fault, but it's really your, your problem if you're stalled out on growth. And so it's like, let's move you forward as a leader. Then you may be rebalancing the team. You might need to leave, have some new people come and go, building out partnerships, whatever it is that's natural to your business. But it really... I've never hit somebody where they could not get growing. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it sounds like uh, people should be reaching out to you if, if they need some help and uh, which is a great segue into how we usually end these segments, which is if people are interested in getting in touch with you, finding more about Cassio partners, how can they get in touch with you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I know that, uh, that I'll, um, my contact info should be linked linked here. Um, and I'm pretty much the only Kezia Robinson that I've seen around. So it's K-E-Z as in zebra, I-A-H. Um, or you can check out my website and contact me through that. That's www.cassia-partners.com. And that's C-A-S-S-I-A-partners.com. Great. And uh, Evan, uh, if people want to find out more about Sapers and Wallach or get in touch with you or FEI, uh, how can they do so? Great question, Nathan. So uh, if you want to reach out to us at Sapers and Wallach, you can go to sapers-wallach.com. We just spent a lot of time building out a brand new website, a brand new resource, uh, resource learning center. So I asked people to go check it out. Let us know your thoughts. Um, if you are 
looking to be a joint financial executives international or FEI, you can go to feiboston.org. That'll take you to the site. You can see the different events coming up and we have about 400 plus uh, professional members in growing and look forward to having uh, some more people in the mix. So thank you, Nathan. You're welcome. I've seen the website. It does look great. Uh, and I, I can concur that uh, FEI is a, is a wonderful group. Um, FEI Boston, the biggest in, in the country, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Uh, and Peter, if uh, people want to get in touch with you, uh, find out more about you <laughs> or the book you're working on, how can they do so? Oh, they can uh, look at you can send me an email at ppmyerson at aol.com uh, or they can just go to Amazon and you know, type in my name and uh, my book, the, the existing book will come up. The next book won't come up yet, but it will soon. Um, so, but thank you. I, I wish I had a nice website like, uh, like uh, Evans, but it's, you know. <laughs> Well, great. I want to thank everyone for joining today. Uh, Kezia, you especially, but of course, Evan and Peter as well. I want to thank you all for joining us on Radio Entrepreneurs.